Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to our second Squiggly Podcast Outtake Special. I'm Ben Mitchell, and I'm joined by Steve Henderson. Sup? Sup, Ben? We've got to give this uh, intro perfectly, haven't we? Otherwise, it, it might actually end up on this Outtake Special. Yes, and it will become a sort of, like, meta snake-eating-its-own-tail thing that will never be able to escape. After listening to last year's, I, I do frequently wish to escape from... Uh... <laughs> The sort of cringe ball that I become listening to all of the outtakes. If you're hearing this, uh, then firstly, congratulations. You've made it successfully through the unforgiving World 8 fortress that was 2016. <laughs> and of course, everyone knows that now that the cursed year is behind us, life's going to be all unicorns and rainbows. Happily, Steve and I, we're here to ease you in with some podcast fun. Another collection of moments where we stray ever so slightly from the point, or just f*** up altogether. Yeah, if you thought the regular podcast strayed from the point, <laughs> like, strap in. Well, of course, people who listen to the regular podcast, when you hear our quick-fire badinage in the episodes that go out, you wouldn't think that there would be that many of these moments. Well, there aren't, actually. At least not that many that are listenable. Mostly they're just sort of depressing because one of us will like catch ourselves dissecting the cultural nuance of the Cars franchise, and we'll sort of freeze in a moment of halting despair. <laughs> and those ones are just kind of like sad and alarming to listen back to. These, however, are more the bits that uh, just kind of unravel or get a bit too cheeky, or in some instances, uh, tangents that are fine, but not really animation-related. So what you're listening to now, dear readers, dear listeners is the dumping ground for those moments. And you thought Christmas was over. This is the post-Christmas dump we've all been looking forward to. So sit down and shut up, everyone. It's about to begin. (laughs) That'll do. Yeah, yeah. So what's been getting me excited uh, in animation, it's... um, it's nice to see that, that, that Kickstarter is still a thing and kickstarting uh, and Indiegogo projects are still on, on, the, uh, on the table and, and all, these, all these veterans are coming out of the, out, out, out of the out of seemingly out of the past and, and coming back to the future and trying to get money off people to make films. And uh, I'm going to have to start that again, Ben, because that was f***ing shit. If you could not use that. Okay. Uh, and, and, and stick it on the, on the, on the pile of, of shit for the next outtakes. <laughs> As you wish. <laughs> yeah, because the, the clitoris film, what is it called? Sorry. The clitoris. The clitoris. <laughs> le, 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 I can't say it. La clitoris. There we go. La crit. Oh my god. La <laughs> clitoris. There we go. La clitoris. La clitoris. La clitoris. <laughs> my mum actually watched the live thing we did oh right yeah, yeah not live but like afterwards she's like why did that woman push you out of the shot yeah like, yeah this new phenomenon we've discovered i'm calling it catus interruptus <laughs> <laughs> alex watched it alex collier watched it and said i uh, i enjoyed katie's pod crash <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny to be fair but... it was it was it was a nice little uh you know in, injected with a little bit of uh well, the best thing the is, like, at the end, you see me kind of sneaking back into the shot, like Mr. Gervais <laughs> in Extras, when he's just desperate to be in a shot, and he just kind of, like, walk in in the background. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> Good stuff. So we have Don Bluth and Gary Goldman discussing this very venture, I believe. We do indeed. 
I'll try. I'll try and that with again without like a daffy duck lisp. <laughs> it's unexpected. Like it's it's not the Richard Williams we think we know. If we think we know him at all, you know, right? It's, it's um, worlds apart from Roger Rabbit or even uh, Cobbler and the Thief or even the animated survival kit. No one got stabbed in the ass. <laughs> I mean, it's it sells well enough anyway. Maybe, maybe during the actual creation of the book. <laughs> um, possibly. Nice to see Zootropolitopia win. Um, yeah. <laughs> up against stiff competition from uh, The Good Dinosaur, uh, Jungle Book and Star Wars. Um, I don't know if you want to go through all these. Uh, <laughs> Not especially. No. <laughs> some won, some lost. We learned to, to laugh, we learned to cry. We learn to move on. <laughs> so until then, happy holidays. Whatever you may celebrate. Do you like my little safe season's <laughs> greeting thing there? Merry Christmas. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You've ruined it. Oh, you'll offend You brought up Christmas. This is neither the time nor the place. Hanukkah. What's the... You've got to name them all Simbazwa. now. <laughs> What is it? The one that... I'm pretty sure it's Simbazwa. It's I think you nailed drama. it. It's when he's like Santa the robot. Kwan- Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. That's the one. Kwanzaa. Yeah. Simbazwa. <laughs> Pythagosaurus. Was it censored? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of swear words in it. And so it had... Uh, oh, was there? Okay. Yeah, I think he said sh- oh, sh- shit off. Uh, and and, oh, and in yeah. the end they go, okay, they learn yeah. about maths and shit. And it was censored just how you've just censored me saying the word shit. Shit. Okay. <laughs> it does take a little while to keep adding them in, so let's. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the animation news, of course, that is uh, that we're keen to bring you, which uh, hasn't been the uh, the busiest time, I suppose, for animation uh, news or goss. Uh, but there are some nuggets here and there. There's some hot gossy nog- nuggets. Hot gossy noggling. Hotty goggity goggs. There's loads Steve. of them. <laughs> I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> Do you ever have those moments when um, you, your body's trying to tell you something and you really have to take stock of life? The, the movement in me getting my hand to my mouse and keyboard typing in ICAD Conor and, and finding the video, um, I now have a stitch. Oh, wow. How the f***? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Blimey. How far away is your keyboard? Maybe you should move it closer <laughs> to you, Ben. I knew things were, you know, not, you know, tip-top, but f***ing hell. <laughs> Do you want, should we stop recording for a bit? Do you want to have a little idea? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little winded, but I'll soldier on. <laughs> and sex is definitely a component of that. I don't think it's quite as front and centre as in, uh, as in tram. Ooh, a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Yui balloon. The Yui balloon? I think, maybe. It can't be the Yui balloon. That hasn't popped on a branch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what, I've shown you that, right? Yeah. It's my yeah. favourite video of all time. <laughs> At some point, are we going to... I think that says Reebok. Oh. I don't think that's the Yui balloon. It's the same colour. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, a balloon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. You've, you've heard the thing about Rugrats, haven't you? The, the, the kind of... Apparent, the hidden meaning of Rugrats is that they're all dead or something. Right, is like, that something someone put on Reddit once? That's something that somebody put on Reddit once, Ben. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm talking about, like, actual things that the... Oh, the right, okay, you mean the real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Although I do like that idea. Yeah. There's a bunch of dead babies in purgatory. <laughs> Should have gotten christened. <laughs> <laughs> Serves them right. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about Mr. Medea quite recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a, I think that was probably the strongest of that year's RCA crop, personally. Um, yeah, I'd, I might be uh, inclined to agree with you there. I mean, not that it's a competition, but... Uh, he won. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a mean mood today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> nearly ruined that. Yeah. Lost was the worst one. It's not animation, but like the best thing that happened with Lost is that it was this guy's crap idea about how to make a show about purgatory. Mm. And there was a press conference or a junket or something about halfway into the first season. There's video of this somewhere where the creators and someone in the audience goes, I think I've worked it out. They're in purgatory, right? And you see his face fall. <laughs> it's like, has his five-year plan to make this be some kind of amazing reveal, but he'd done it in such a ham-handed, obvious way. So in that moment, he's like, oh, that's a good theory, but um, no, that's not what it is at all. Fuck. <laughs> Brilliant. And the poor pr- had to write all this bullshit about time travel and <laughs> f- shit. And by the way, if anyone is ever thinking of going back to, you know, an old retro show and making the plunge with Lost, don't. Here's the end of Lost. It's a magic island. <laughs> that was how they, that was what the fucking reveal was on that. Yeah. And then in the last episode, the, in the last season they introduced a purgatorial subplot. And the, the reveal of that is, they're in purgatory. Fuck you. Purgatory isn't a good idea. It sounds like cool, like in your head, maybe when you're like on the shit. But it's, 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 it's done. We've, it's been done since the 60s. I think the worst thing about that was in the same week, uh, I followed, out of the love, the absolute love of a show called Life on Mars. Do you remember the detective drama where yeah. a guy got run over in... Uh, the year 2006, way, way ago, long ago, 10 years, bloody hell, uh, he got sent back in time to 1973 where he met this kind of, this maverick cop uh, or this kind of old school cop uh, and they clashed because he was he was modern and he was, you know, old school and he wanted to bust schools and I, I just absolutely fell in love with the show and the characters and the writing and after two seasons, it left a beautiful, ambiguous ending, this, this spectacular kind of, what is it, what isn't it, was it all a dream sequence, is it a dream sequence, and then they did Ashes to Ashes, which was basically, let's do the same with a woman in the 80s with another David Bowie song, mm. and... That dragged on for three seasons, I think maybe four, but three seasons. And the main character who I absolutely adored in Life on Mars steadily became this, like, this puppy. You know, they gradually sort of took out the the spite out of him and everything else. And gradually, by the end of the series, it was revealed that he was this kind of St. Peter figure. And he was <laughs> fighting the devil, who was crowbarred into the last season. And... The pub was where coppers go, you know, when coppers are shot, and they all had this backstory, and it was all just that. Yeah, that sounds fucking awful. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the over-explaining is what kills it. Yeah, absolutely. But if they would have left the first two seasons of Life on Mars, like what the guy who's done Gravity Falls has done, 
like what they did with Faulty Towers, like what they did with The Office. Just leave it while it's perfect and don't spread it as thin as possible. Like The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> We're allowed to rummage through... Uh, <laughs> through all the rooms in, the, in 10 Downing Street and no he didn't go on a come dine with me uh, style forage you didn't find the dildo box no, well no we didn't I mean it was like a red briefcase opened it up they all fell out No, so. <laughs> the editors of that show must have to edit out so many f***ing dildos and <laughs> like there's no way that many people go through that many bedrooms and don't find a dildo at least once a week <laughs> Yeah. How has your animation month been? Uh, it's been great. Uh as you as it's been a great news for great news for months, Ben. That's what it's been. Uh, it's been a great month for news animation wise, really. That works a little better. It certainly does, yeah. I mean the narrator was Lawrence Fishburne, was it? Yeah. Pretty uh, pretty big name from such sterling cinematic achievements as um um what were some of his films? The Matrix? Yeah, that one. <laughs> I loved that one. <laughs> All 20 sentences he said in the, in the entire film. He held it together. <laughs> I'm frankly, I'm sick of your Lawrence Fishburne bashing. Who is he? <laughs> the guy from The Matrix, clearly. I've never seen We've the established Matrix. this. He'd never, never seen, seen The Matrix. Matrix? No. She doesn't know what Rick Rolling is either. What? what? Is Rick Rolling? You know, have you been watching the new South Parks? I have, yeah. There's a recurring thing about Rick Rolling in the last couple episodes, and, and I'm like, do you? And she's just sort of staring at blank. I'm like, do you not get this? And she's like, no. What's happening? No one ever Rick rolled her in the last five years. What the hell is it? I don't even know who the guy is that they're spoofing is. <sighs> How is that possible? Because <laughs> I went outside. You didn't though. I I was with you. <laughs> Going outside oh, doesn't avoid recent? Rick Rolling. It can get you anywhere. It's a pretty recent thing, yeah. It's like a, a within the last five years, I'm sure. Was um, it like on Facebook or Twitter or? Yeah, the idea is like you're watching a video and like it's going to be like some big revelation or something. You got to wait for it, wait for it, and then just when it gets to the exciting bit, then the clip from that video plays. No, I just had the ones where they like they scream and it has like the picture of the girl from the ring on the cover, and then I like. Bald. That's like, from like years ago, though. That's position. from like fifteen years ago. Yeah, that's that a I way remember. older meme. That I remember. Yeah, that's hard to forget. Maybe you just had nicer friends <laughs> who didn't want to like prank you. Well, we had a completely no trolling, no like fraping household because it. Yeah, we just yeah we didn't do that. <laughs> I see. It's it, very civil. We did it a couple of times and it went really badly. Oh. So um, you didn't take it in good stride. No. <laughs> Similarly, a very striking film. I keep saying f***ing striking. It's my toilet paper word of the day. <laughs> Blame it on the anaesthetic. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So the first voice that you hear, this, so it's two people in this interview. The first voice that you hear is Gary Goldman. Okay. So there's two people in this interview, and the first voice that you hear is Don Bluth. Okay. I can't remember which one it is. Okay. <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think one of the great... Aww. Um, <laughs> Did someone just have a child? <laughs> I just gave birth. No, I, laughed, I laughed a little, little loud. Uh, I'm, I'm walking around with my son right now. Uh, one of two, two babies in the house. I had twins about four weeks ago. I mean, my wife had twins. I, I had the easy work. 
So that's Reanimating the Snowman. It's a free exhibition at the Gallery at the Arts University Bournemouth, and that's going on until the 14th of January 2007. It's 2017. Oh, yeah, that would be <laughs> more... Uh, Into yeah. your time machine, folks. And a legend, uh, a more contemporary legend with uh, Dan Postgate, who has been writing the new episodes of The Clangers and is a kind of master storyteller in the same vein as uh, as his late father. So this is going to be a fascinating interview, I'm sure. Oh, but let's hear from Oliver Postgate. No, f- Christ. <laughs> let's hear from- Move the glass, Oliver, if you can hear us. <laughs> oh, you can vault. It's three, I should be awake already. <laughs> I think we should name the series after Karma Sutra poses. Okay, what, which one should series one be? Downward facing dog. That's yoga. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Karma Sutra. The horny lobster. Join us <laughs> <laughs> in series two for the for the awkward occupying. What's an occupied? Exactly. My God. <laughs> and yes, of course, you can get in touch with any comments or questions or grievances or uh, uh, whatever you like. Uh, we're on twitter.com slash squiggly or at squiggly, however you go about the whole Twitter correspondence. That was a rambling fucking mess. <laughs> we're on Twitter at squiggly. Uh, the BAA Awards have been announced as well. That they have. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I don't know what's wrong with this. I've got a long day, has it? <laughs> yes, it's been a very long day. Christ. Um, it's okay. We'll 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 get there. Oh. Whew. Sure enough, when I actually sort of like was sat up and and brought out of it, they were like, "This went terribly." In all my years, <laughs> apparently my wisdom tooth root was like spread eagled. So, like as they tried to pull it out, it was clinging on for dear life and taking half of my cheek with me. Oh, recovered quite quickly, but the first day was was interesting. You know, I kind of feel like the inside of my head is like Sally from the Nightmare Before Christmas's face, <laughs> all um, stitched up. Wait, when I had my uh, when I had my braces, I I was sedated as well. Not, not sedated, you know, I had all the. Um... What's it called? Anesthetics, or not anesthetics. When you numb your mouth. Mm. When I went for my uh, braces, they numb my mouth as well. And I went into the um, waiting room and they said, well, we'll give it five minutes for it to kick in. And I'm there thinking, it's not kicking in. There's there's nothing. I can't feel anything. There's no difference. Uh, I, and, and then I went to tie my shoelace and dribbled. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. I had no idea that it was it was being numb, but yeah. The other day, I was e- I was texting back a um, an email response to you and Aaron, and it was like the the second day, I guess, after, and just mm. as, uh, just the act of like leaning down and just this big like sort of like blood drool started happening. Oh god! <laughs> this is what I'm, this is what Squiggly is finally doing to me. <laughs> I'm literally drooling blood. <laughs> Well, if, um, if we've got any listeners left after... <laughs> Do you know anyone who's written an animation book recently, Ben, that might be on that panel? I'm drawing a complete blank. <laughs> Frankly, it's a marketplace that needs to... Oh, wait a minute! <laughs> so I guess I'll be I'll be chatting at, at Manchester. Mm. 
Yeah. With uh, with some other book writing fellows and uh, fellates. No, that's not. Fellates isn't a word you want to use. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. That's <laughs> uh, incredibly satisfying to watch. It's like an old Fruitopia ad. It's like, I, I can't explain this motion, but we're like when you're a kid and you just do this, like in your jumper as a kid. Did you ever do that? Like in your school jumper. I think I know what you mean. And you just rotate your fists constantly, and it was really satisfying and comforting. Yeah, so we, it's that comforting feeling you get when you rotate your fist constantly. <laughs> in your jumper. In your jumper. <laughs> Specifically. Nowhere else. <laughs> We're stating the bloody obvious here, sorry. Well, it, uh, yes, it is obvious, and yet why is it still a thing? If it's so obvious yeah. to you and me, and we're not like particularly enlightened people... <laughs> what possible issue is there still? You know, I remember when people thought Simon Cowell was gay for a while. He had a pretty good answer when someone asked him. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm straight, but I wouldn't lie if I was gay. When in the entertainment industry is being gay ever going to be a, an issue against you? <laughs> you know? Um, so... Oh, I've just got a little bit of respect there for Simon Cowell. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Well, if it, if it helps balance out the universe, I also saw him on one of those panel talent shows where, I think it was, I guess it was Britain's Got Talent, someone did like a magic trick, and he was like, you know what? I really respect people who can do magic. But he wasn't talking about like the skill of illusion. He was talking about people who had magic powers. Like it, it became quite <laughs> clear that like the, he, he has... Quite a lot of respect for people who tap into the dark forces of f***ing magic with a K. So, no, rest assured, he's a blithering f***ing idiot, whether he be gay or straight. But, uh, you know, he has at least one little redemptive quote to his name. Well. I used to read old, when I was very, very young, like, just literally learning to read. Like, that transition of being read to and then starting to read yourself, you know? It was the old Eden Blyton books, which um, <laughs> didn't have many lessons about grief, but it had an awful lot of quite passive xenophobia. Yes. <laughs> not to the degree that like old comic strip films would have one believe, but in a, in a way more passive. I have some, I have like the really old editions where like in the faraway tree, the two main characters were, lit- I you not, were literally called Dick and Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> One of my old tutors when I was in secondary school accidentally said to a group of year six kids, imagine you have Dick in one hand and Fanny in the other and then expected the lesson to carry on as normal from that (laughs) point on. He was really bad at that. He once also, like, once... Even, sorry, what were you doing with them in your hands anyway? I I have no idea. And then there was... What was the other thing he did once? They were reading, like, a Dickens book or something and there was a prostitute in it. And one of the kids was like, what's a prostitute? <coughs> and he went, ask your mum. Completely <laughs> 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 by accident. was just like, shit. <laughs> he was... If you worked on it for somebody else as part of a bigger project, and you'd like to enter as a writer, as a storyboard artist, as a uh, character animator, uh, we'd like to shine a little bit of spotlight on, uh, on those guys. That's very considerate. Well, that's what we're, that's what we're here for. I mean, if you're going to do an animation festival... You've got, to, you've got to celebrate animation, haven't you? Animation and all the little worker bees mm-hmm. that uh, buzz around and, and put these things together. There's more of them than one might think. Yeah. And hopefully this can start some like bitter feuds and rivalries and uh, 
inner turmoil, which I always enjoy. Well, that's what we—that's what we're there for. We're going to make people fight for these awards. We're just going to—we're just going to get the nominees up and put the award in the middle, and they're going to fight for it. Yeah, might I suggest a tie-break Jello wrestling match? Sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll put it in the book. I'll talk to the team. We'll see what we can do. See if we can get that one past subcommittee. <laughs> you know, they did something on the kitchen table, and look where that led. That sounds a little bit like Dodge. <laughs> I mean, that kind of sounds a bit uh, Postman always rings twice. What, what do you mean? You know, they did something on the kitchen table, and now look where they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I apologise. Uh... <laughs> that's that's quite all right. I mean, who knows? They were young. <laughs> College age kids. You know, uh, the sky's the limit. <laughs> no, I'm not looking forward to seeing that reel. Uh, no, I am. Uh, <laughs> it's lube dribbling down the face. I don't know. <laughs> oh. God, we've gone from a Disney film to lube. This podcast yes. never fails to disappoint. It's often the case. <laughs> oh. Have you seen uh, our, our recent Twitter follower? I forget exactly this gentleman or lady's handle. It was something along the lines of Elsa is perfect. <laughs> no, I've not, no. Oh, no? I don't know if it's still... Basically, this guy, he doesn't follow us, but he just started randomly liking some of our, our Twitter posts. Uh, and his avatar is his penis. Oh. Um, and his moniker is Elsa is amazing, or something like that. And all of his postings are about, like, Disney porn. <laughs> like, people who've, like, done Disney porn on deviant art. Wow. It's nice to be introduced to new areas of the culture. We think we've covered it all. Yeah. But then you've never seen, when you've, you think you've covered it all until you see, you know, transsexual Elsa and transsexual Olaf getting, getting the job done. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice that people share the hashtag squiggly self-promotions. <laughs> <laughs> God. It's, it's very possible that that account no longer exists. But uh, yeah, it's always nice to meet the fans. But Michael Rosen, I don't believe, animated those ones. Uh, but uh, I'm sure he would have added a touch of... That typical Michael Rosen class, had he? I don't know. I'm, f- <laughs> I'm coasting. <laughs> Did Michael Rosen animate? No, he narrated them. You just said animate. Oh well, then I'm. I'm I was like, I don't remember him becoming an animator. I'm, I'm full of Vic's first defense. I'm going to be babbling nonsense from time <laughs> to time. Bear with me. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, actually, saw Finding Nemo not that long ago with a uh, a new mother. Uh, was watching it. She bunged it on to keep her kid quiet for a while. And then there was a point where she's like, yeah, you know, I used to watch this film, you know, when I was in uni and, well, I had seen this film when I was younger. And, you know, once, you, once you're once you a parent, it gets so much harder to watch. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a cartoon. <laughs> oh, no. The fish is sad. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> no, because it represents... Shut up. I'll be a great dad. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll just kick them into the world, you know, how, like they did in the olden days. <laughs> how uh, how difficult is it to protect your children from Pike? Like this Boy in the World film that we talked about last episode, which I think also won a nanny. That's not a film for everyone, but the, for the people that are into it, it's going to feel very special, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh, 
It's yeah. uh, that's it's, it's this is the point where I I peter out and we change the subject. <laughs> so <laughs> really looking forward to that. It's about time. Uh, the red t- that was Raphael, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So this is like an origin story. It's just about him, the moody turtle. Um, mm-hmm. That's uh, that's what we've got to look forward to there. Do you want to hear something really embarrassing and depressing? Oh, go on. You know, a few episodes ago we were talking about how I had made a little joke about seeing the new Ninja Turtles trailer. Mm-hmm. And But everyone just took it literally like I was actually saying that the new Ninja Turtles trailer looked really, really good. Mm. Which was a little bit of a surprise because the, the first one was so universally kind of shit on. It yeah, seemed yeah. like the, the the change in design and everything like that. Anyway, I have now, thanks to the the medium of television, uh, seen a trailer for the new Ninja Turtles. They're showing it on TV now. It looks just as stupid as the first one. <laughs> I don't, same bad non jokes, but uh, really depressingly, the narrator of this television spot goes in a flock to the cinemas and catch Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello fight off against the dreader and bloody bloody blah. And I actually I said aloud, fucking prick missed out Raphael. <laughs> and then after the, uh, the the sort of little coda of the trailers, oh and don't forget Raphael and it's Raphael doing something stupid. The fucking trailer guy got me. <laughs> Even in my state of fucking disinterest toward this film, there was that part of me that remembers the original film enough to know that he missed out a fucking well, it's turtle. because you're the perfect audience. You're somebody who, who no longer gives a shit about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're watching it kind of apathetically, going, oh, we got Raphael, well, fat lot of good this is. We were quite popular at the closing party, I have to say. <laughs> Ooh, this is something that'll be edited out. I had to leave the party early. Well, not early, three in the morning. But I think it went on until like five. That's the definition uh, of early. Things got weird. Okay. <laughs> At one point, a woman who was very, very celebratory and may or may not be a quite high up and may or may not be married to a certain started making a grab from a cook. Wow. I'm like, this could go wrong in a million different ways. <laughs> So I'm like, thank you and good night. Squiggly out. <laughs> All of a sudden, the timeline exploded into different... Fra- <laughs> into different... Right. She was sh- face. <laughs> I finally figured out what our end line can be. Oh, the, and the last episode, okay. Keep sploshing. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. How about uh, never splosh again? <laughs> Until you splosh next. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that gross. It's just sitting in cakes. Right, what a waste of cake. Left. Yes, it is. It's wasteful, but it's not gross. But it's a bit gross. It's a bit gross. Are you meant to eat the cake? I didn't know. It's your thing you brought up. I... <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone will be at Stuttgart uh, the week after, you may even see me hiding between bratwursts. And uh, spaghetti ice cream. I might uh, <laughs> pop my head out. Spaghetti ice cream? Oh, yeah, it's a German specialty. They just run ice cream through like a colander. So for about two minutes, it looks like spaghetti. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then it just melts. Right. So. Fair enough. <laughs> Fine cuisine. <laughs> did, you ever, have been. did you ever play the game? Because they said the game was supposed to be the third film because it had all the original cast in. Um, you know, it was written like how the film was supposed to be. Did you ever play that? I played it. Um, I I could see what you mean. I think that um, it wasn't a very good film then. Mm, okay. <laughs> like for, for as far as films go, it was a great game. Yeah. Um, uh, that, I, it was. It didn't seem like it had the um, 
the quality of of humor perhaps i don't think they were they were sort of writing it for, like with comedy in mind i think they were just sort of writing it to get from like level to level gameplay in mind yeah yeah um yeah play the back to the future game as well it's another it's another film franchise that uh well that, that holds up quite well actually the um delorean and stuff like that uh, i'm glad that they haven't uh retouched the cg uh, retouched that and done it in cg and all that kind of stuff but uh I assume you're not talking about the NES game. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, the uh, Back to the Future of the Game uh, was released okay. uh, a fair few years ago now, but maybe about five years ago even. Um, and that was written like a uh, uh, as an extension to the uh, to the Back to the Future franchise. You know, I don't know. Do we would we rather have terrible did, films or did terrible Biff games? Show up and start causing shenanigans. I don't think it was Biff. I think it was this uh, this sort of. Uh, crotchety old woman uh, oh. who ended up turning Hill Valley into like a kind of 1984 um, thing. It was, it was, uh, it was interesting, you know, it was interesting. Uh, but by the end of Back to the Future, the third Back to the Future film, I, I've kind of felt that the Doc Marty story was done, wrapped up in a nice neat bow and finished. There was no way I wanted to follow Doc on his train to wherever the hell he was going. It was a nice kind of like... No, there's weird kids pointing at their dicks. <laughs> What's that about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> We're going to go to the future, to the loo. You know, we need... <laughs> the kid clearly needs a loo. He's telling a, uh, a stagehand, we need to <laughs> we need to take this to the future where, where toilets are plentiful. But yeah, it was wrapped up nicely. And the film, no, no need to kind of continue on the franchise and stuff. But I suppose we're in the year of uh, the, sorry, the era of remakes and superhero movies, so that's that's a lot. That's what we get. To be honest, I don't think we needed a two and three when it came to Back to the Future. Like when you watch the the first one, everything is pretty much wrapped up, mm. and it has that sort of like it's it's cliffhanger slash not really a cliffhanger. Yeah, like it's cliffhanger, but really it's the end. And then they kind of like redid the cliffhanger to make it like the beginning of the second film. Like, I guess we have to write a film about his kids then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess his kid did something bad. Have you ever heard the directors uh, and Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis talking about that? They hated that ending. They wrote it as a kind of like, right, film done. Right, what we're we gonna do next? And then the studio went, we we need more of this. And they're like, oh shit, we put Jennifer in the car. What do we do with Jennifer? Why the f- did we do that? <laughs> what do we- I do love it. Yeah, so they immediately throw in a fucking trash can at the beginning. Of the <laughs> Let's just slip her a roofie and push her out of the franchise. Yeah, she's asleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but I, I, I don't like worry, it. Marty. We'll just leave her unconscious on the balcony. <laughs> on the front porch, she'll be completely unaffected by, you know, the, the laws of causality and everything. It's like, yeah, well, what about all the people who are going to see an unconscious woman on a f***ing porch? And depend- <laughs> depending on your kind of understanding of time travel, this era, this timeline will still exist. It doesn't matter what happens to those two guys. They go away and create a nice, bright future. She's still going to be on that porch. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, well, back to the future. And of course, we now live in the in the futuristic wonderland that Back to the Future 2 predicted as uh, <laughs> i'm surprised no one thought fit to mention that at all last year yeah quite shit. about <laughs> <laughs> how many uh, invites to 
to the Back to the Future day did you get? But just like, oh, we get it. We don't have hoverboards. <laughs> Those things on but wheels. But I was promised a... Shut up! <laughs> There's fucking hell. You watched we a film. The shiny hat that he has. Yeah. I'm happy with that. <laughs> there you go. Wasn't that fun? Steve, what are we all like? <laughs> We're all over the place. I'm going to talk to my script editor for 2017. That was appalling. Well, uh, I believe that's all for now time to put the merriment behind us and see what exciting new challenges 2017 will bring god save us and don't forget if you're still in a christmassy mood my exhibition reanimating the snowman an exhibition full of the art animation and making of the snowman and the snowman and the snow dog is still on in bournemouth at the arts university bournemouth it's completely free, and it's on until the 14th of January 2017. And be your mood Christmassy or not, you might be interested in checking out the London Short Film Festival's events that take place next week. My film Clean and Throw will be screening on Tuesday the 10th at the Moth Club at 7pm for their screening WTF Outside the Box. And barring any work conflicts, I will try and be there for the filmmaker Q&A so you can pop along and grill me. It'll also be shown on Friday the 13th in the screening New Shorts Animation Selection at the ICA in Cinema 1. That's at 8.30pm. And there's more info on the festival over on shortfilms.org.uk. Thanks for joining us. Of course, visit squiggly.com for all the usual good stuff we put out. And until next time, this is the end of the thing. (laughs) Bye-bye. Yeah. I I think we nailed it. Yeah.